Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird. Welcome to the Fresh Art International podcast. Today I meet artist-architect Sarah Oppenheimer and curator Renee Morales at Paris Art Museum, Miami. It's just days before the unveiling of Sarah's project titled S281913. Sarah Oppenheimer is a New York-based artist who creates complex spatial interventions. She's known for challenging our ideas about architecture and our experience of space and light. The context for this new work is a recently built environment. Architects Herzog and de Meuron designed the Young Art Museum in response to Miami's natural and cultural environment. Sitting at the edge of Biscayne Bay, with panoramic views of the city, the building itself has been a popular destination ever since it opened in 2013. Sarah's project in the Meyerhoff Green Gallery represents a groundbreaking moment in her practice. That's because the S in the title of the work stands for switch. Sarah has been researching and testing the idea of an architectural switch, an element that intervenes in or influences how we move across and through space. The switches that she invented here are beautiful and flexible. In other words, S281913 has kinetic properties that visitors can activate. Here's how it looks and operates. Inside the gallery, two large identical rectangular glass boxes seem to hover in space, each suspended between a pair of dramatically slanted black metal shafts anchored to the gallery's ceiling and floor. Strategically positioned and outfitted with a complex system of hidden joints, the shafts allow the glass elements to pivot gracefully. Discreetly assisted by an attendant, I can give a gentle push and set in motion a surprising array of perceptual encounters. You see, each glass box surface serves as a mirror, a wall, or a window, depending on its angle and the time of day. I can power the switch to alter my view of the floors, the walls, the ceiling, and the world outside the gallery, all the while offering new visual experiences to other visitors. Here's the story behind this amazing project. I've been thinking a lot about both this building and also the specificity of how the building operates in terms of inhabitation. One of the things that's really struck me about the building is the openness of the building, how there's this sense of light permeating the building, how there's a sense of, I'd say, volition in how you choose, how you pass through the set of spaces that are kind of unfolding as you enter and depart from each gallery. And the thing that has proven really interesting and challenging is that I was very excited by this openness and I didn't want to close it down by introducing opaque dividing surfaces. And the switch, which is this S letter, in some ways is about inserting a new sort of infrastructure into the building, which enables a rerouting of flow through the space without further subdividing it. I think that's interesting that it's taking place in this building that has a legendary character. Why don't you describe the context, the building itself a little bit, Renee, and what led you to invite her to do what Sarah does in architectural space? Well, I think just to go back to that openness that Sarah mentioned, 
First of all, in terms of how the building relates to its site, it's designed with a stepped platform that invites spectators and individuals to come in from the park. You don't have these hard and fast thresholds that create distinct spaces throughout the entire building. I mean, we have a couple of those, but mainly what you have is the sense of kind of a seamless, like a smooth transition, like a flowing from one space to another, which is quite unique, especially for museum architecture, which tends to really consist of distinct spaces that are together make up box after box after box in an order, a close succession of boxes. Herzog and Demiron, the architect's design PAM, really kind of exploded that traditional architectural layout typology with this building. Sarah very astutely picked up on some of the most unique aspects of this building, those two aspects in particular, uh, in designing her work and creating an intervention in the Meyerhoff Green Gallery that actually functions to intensify both of those aspects of the architecture. I'm wondering, by inviting Sarah, what kinds of conversations you're hoping to spark as a curator One of the effects of Sarah's work is to make us think about aspects of architecture that we tend to take for granted and not notice. And I think it's really important to think about how architectures can embody or actually perform an ideology or, let's say, a host of concepts, a host of ideas. And, you know, when you encounter a project like this, it really stops and makes you think, okay, what are some of the ideas behind a building? Particularly with respect to a building like a museum space, there's very particular approaches or strategies for telling the story of art that are embodied in any given museum. You know, some will, or traditionally, they've involved a very linear progression of art historical kind of greats, you know, greatest hits. But a museum like PAM will emphasize instead not a sort of single unassailable narrative, but rather this idea of a network of different concepts. In other words, it's not about laying down a single vision, but rather allowing the viewer himself or herself to work with the objects and with the spaces to construct new narratives. So that's just an example of the kinds of ideological programs that can be literally baked in or or cooked into a building. And Sarah's work is very good at prompting us to stop and think about what a piece of architecture is saying and what it is prompting us to think, how it is prompting us to think and how it is prompting us to see. This building has offered me a really unique opportunity to engage with some of the most prominent features in contemporary architecture. One of the things that's been extremely fascinating to me about the space is the dominance of the lighting grid in the ceiling. And the lighting grid to me stands in for a kind of regularity within this rhetoric of difference. So you have this sense that this is such a site-specific location and it's extraordinarily tailored to this to this very specific sort of site conditions. And then I feel like there are certain aspects of the building, such as the lighting grid, which in fact become not exactly not unique because in some ways they could be considered unique to Herzog de Muron, but certainly not unique to this building. The piece, in terms of how one engages with it, when it is not 
within this tandem relay from the interior of the collections galleries to the exterior of Biscayne Bay starts to reflect the ceiling grid in such a way that it becomes almost the primary visual feature in the work. And the relationship of the room to the relationship of the fluorescent lighting then starts to almost be the preoccupation of the piece. By virtue of its ability to both focus on the space and focus on the object, the switch-like aspect causes your attention to go back and forth between the object and the space. And from certain angles, from certain uh, trajectories through the space, these rather large, massive elements seem to just completely disappear. It's almost as if they're kind of hovering in space very weightlessly, even though they are, again, they are quite heavy. But then from other angles, they resolve into almost a wall, like a visual wall, as if the ceiling has dropped down from the horizontal plane to the same vertical plane as the uh, viewer's body or the floor has done that. So it creates this strange effect and, again, a reorientation, which is not altogether totally different from what Sarah has done in the past with very different means. This idea of kind of rotating the X and Y axis of the Earth as if the Earth has kind of shifted is, in a way, more subtle here, but also, I think, more complex. I think Sarah continues to build her practice and to go into more and more complicated ideas. Yeah, we're extremely pleased. Uh, We can't wait to share this project with our audience. I'm excited. There will be a new experience, a new interpretation of where you might be going. I'm very excited to be here. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the, the piece myself. I'm Kathy Bird. This is Fresh Art International with artist Sarah Oppenheimer and curator Renee Morales. Animating a corner gallery of the Paris Art Museum Miami, at the edge of Biscayne Bay, Sarah's two magnificent architectural switches generate unexpected encounters with space and light. This temporary intervention invites visitors to upend the building's horizontal and vertical planes. Sarah Oppenheimer has created yet another fresh spatial experience. Visit freshartinternational.com to see photos of Sarah's new project and listen to our 2012 podcast episode with her. You'll hear how she permanently transformed two spaces inside the Baltimore Museum of Art. If you enjoyed this listening experience, please take a few minutes to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. You'll find more than 100 episodes there, and on any podcast platform that you like, including Stitcher, Android, Google Music Play, SoundCloud, and Public Radio Exchange. Stay tuned for more conversations about creativity.